It was a pyrrhic victory for the Arizona Coyotes, who may have beaten the San Jose Sharks, but they lost their best player in Clayton Keller. I talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. I'm Carl Pavlock. Uh, it's just going to be me for today. Uh, I was originally going to do an episode tomorrow when the month turned over, but yesterday was a big event for the Coyotes. Um, so just kind of wanted to get my thoughts out there real quick. Uh, before we get started, I do want to th- thank everyone for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen of the day. You can check out this podcast and more on the Locked On network um again just gonna be me for today robin will hopefully be joining us very soon again uh unfortunately um, she's just dealing with a lot of stuff right now it's been a, a very difficult past couple months um but yeah like i said this is an episode that that just needed to happen uh last night the arizona coyotes managed to end their losing streak they beat the san jose sharks five to two in what should have been a really good matchup. It was the Coyotes' first win in six games. Uh, That six-game losing streak also included a loss to the San Jose Sharks. So it was nice to get a little bit of revenge in there. Um, And, you know, for a while, things were going really great. Uh, Jan Yannick had two goals on the night, which was phenomenal. Uh, He is... Definitely a shark killer. Uh, I think he has only scored in the NHL against the San Jose Sharks, which is absolutely fine. Um, also getting points um, or goals, rather. Nick Ritchie got his 10th of the season from Schmaltz and Strawman. Great to see. Uh, Barrett Hayton and Nick Schmaltz. Also got goals. Uh, Barrett Hayton with his seventh of the season. Nick Schmaltz got an empty netter for his twentieth. Um, but you know, as great as all that was, it, it's not really what people are talking about. Um, midway through the third period, uh, I think it was midway. I haven't seen the clock um, recently to see like when exactly it was. Clayton Keller suffered or got tied up in the shark zone um, with a San Jose defenseman. Uh, Looked like he was partially hooked, but that didn't really matter too much. What ended up happening was he he seemed to lose his balance and went extremely awkwardly into the boards. Uh, He did not get up from the ice after that. He went down and stayed down. And the training staff actually went out to him right away. It it looked bad. Um, I was there. I didn't have a great angle to see, but it definitely looked bad. Um, it's the kind of injury where, you know, you go to games and you expect that there's always a chance that something's going to happen. And I've been to plenty of games. I've seen plenty of injuries, but this one just looked absolutely rough. It was It was pretty clear that 
you know, Keller was hurt. He seemed to be in a lot of pain, and there wasn't really too much that you know anyone was doing about it, which which always is a bad sign. Um, like if you're watching someone and they're able to get right up, like it's no guarantee that they're okay because there are plenty of times where you know player gets up, heads to the back, and they get taken care of, and that that wasn't even the case. He was Keller was on the ice. A stretcher came out eventually, and he was taken uh, via the Zamboni entrance to the back and evaluated. Um, did not return, of course. Um, based off of everything I've seen from the videos, and like I said, being at the game myself, it does look like it was a leg injury. Uh, I'm not sure what part of the leg, if it was... You know, uh, bones if it was the knee it honestly could have been anything uh i believe it was his right leg and you know the coyotes have already had two players who have lost the season uh because of knee injuries uh or leg injuries uh dimitri Oshkin, who has a lower body injury i'm not entirely sure but it did look like his knee uh and connor timmons who sustained a, a knee injury pretty early on. So this is uh, unfortunately something that we've kind of come to expect from the Coyotes this year, the the injuries. And this is just one more thing that kind of was put on top of it. Um, I, I am, I'm going to, I'm going to take a quick break right now. Uh, just uh, before we get into a little bit more, I want to talk about what Keller means to the team and what's that's going to be moving forward. Uh, sorry, this one's kind of a little bit more freeform just because, like I said, I wanted to get some thoughts out there. I uh, wanted to give you guys all the information that I had. Uh, it's not too much. I'm recording early on uh, Thursday, the day after, so we will be getting more information soon, but I want to just kind of tell you what we have. Uh, but first, a couple words from some from our sponsors. Uh, I have a message from our friends at Bet Online, and that's after months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national champions this coming week. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it, BetOnline remains the best spot for all your local sports development, including podcasts and reviews of all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. Finalize your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Hello, everybody. Uh, again, Carl Pavlock with Locked On Coyotes. Uh, before um, or after you're done with this episode, make sure to check out one of our uh, sister shows. Uh, I recommend Locked On Now. Great spot to get all your recent NHL news. Um, but just kind of continuing where we're at, um, Clayton Keller has since tweeted a message. Um, this was early this morning. Uh, looks like it was 4.59 a.m. Arizona time. Keller has an iPhone, in case you're curious. Uh want to thank my teammates, the fans, and medical personnel for the love and support last night. Unfortunately, the season's over for me, but I'm resting comfortably at the hospital in good spirits. I will be back better than ever for day one next season. 
which is honestly the best case scenario for Keller at this point. It, it was pretty clear that he was done for the rest of the year. Um, so if he can be back for the season opener, that's great. Uh, I, I don't think we know too much about his timeline. Uh, the public doesn't yet. The media doesn't appear to yet. Uh, Keller may know more, but it's probably not the case. I know it usually requires a couple of medical personnel to kind of weigh in on these kind of situations. Hopefully the Coyotes are giving him like the best of care. I'm sure they are. I'm sure he's getting all the attention he needs and they will develop a program for his return. Um, and, and like I said, the Coyotes have had to deal with some lower body injuries before. So this is definitely going to be, um, you know, something that they're aware of. Like they they can't copy and paste uh, Yashkin's and Connor Timmons, you know, recovery play programs, but they can definitely do something to kind of, you know, make sure that they all get the treatment that they need, the individualized treatment. Uh, Clayton Keller was such a big part of the Coyotes this season. He was the brightest spot in what has been a truly dreadful season. Um, the Coyotes, we all knew that they weren't going to be good. They have not been good. Um, this was to kind of go expected. And something that Robin and I have always talked about is finding something, uh, a reason to watch, a reason to play, just just something. Uh, and using that as your motivation. And the development of Clayton Keller has honestly been one of the things that I look for um, when you know evaluating Coyotes games. How did Keller do? How has he grown as a player? And he truly has grown in a number of ways. He has never looked better than he looked this season. Even with his phenomenal rookie year when no one expected anything of him, he still does not look, you know, did not look better. He has surprised in so many ways. Uh, he leads the team with goals. He has 28 goals in 66 games. That honestly could be the 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 leader at the end of the season too. The you know, the Coyotes are running out of games. Lawson Krause, um, who we haven't really had a chance to talk about either. He is also out for the rest of the season. He was at um, 20 goals. He was essentially the next person up who could have surpassed Keller, but he's not going to be playing anymore. Uh, I believe the issue is a broken hand, which is just another unfortunate thing. Uh, Nick Schmaltz just hit 20 goals with the empty netter, but... You know, Schmaltz plays his best hockey with Clayton Keller. So I do not see him reaching, you know, another eight goals. He could, knock on wood, hopefully he will. But just being realistic, that that's unlikely to happen. And, I mean, looking at, at Keller's stat sheet, it's, it's just really unfortunate. Because I think we're, everyone's going to be thinking what could have been. Keller was only two goals away from reaching 30 for the first time in his career, which would have been just so good. Um, earlier this week, uh, I looked at, on the Five for Howling Twitter account, the last time the Coyotes had a 30-goal score. It was Redeem Verbata in 2011-2012, I think. Uh, or no, 20... 
the the World Cup uh, or the Western Conference Finals run. Uh, he had uh, thirty five goals, I believe. Uh, don't quote me uh, on or. I, I would need to look that up to be sure, but he is the last player to have over 30 goals. But that's a decade ago. The The Coyotes have not had a 30-goal score in a decade. That is just not how you win hockey games and not how you win, ho- not how you get seasons. Like, the last time the Coyotes had a 28-goal score, it was Shane Doan in his uh, second-to-last season, I believe. Um, could be his last, but like one of his last times out, like it is something that the Coyotes have been lacking, just goal scoring. Um, he was also two points away from matching his, you know, freshman year point total. Um, his first year was definitely his best in all categories, 23 goals, 42 assists, 65 points. He, he's definitely scored more goals now, uh, and he looks like a legitimate offensive threat. Um, but, you know, he, he very easily could have gotten, you know, eight assists to matches uh, um, or seven assists to matches, you know, assist total from that year. He definitely could have gotten another two points if he wasn't hurt. So this should have been like career highs across the board for Keller. And, it, it feels like he was robbed from that. Like, absolutely. And and it's not just his offense either. Like, Keller's game has really touched, like, all aspects of the Coyotes. Um, he is a key penalty killer for the Coyotes. Like, they've already lost one in Lawson Krause, who was, you know, the top shorthanded minutes forward uh, for the Arizona Coyotes this year. Keller was right up there with him. So... You know, the penalty kill has looked bad. I can only imagine it's going to get worse. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's just really unfortunate. I don't think there was necessarily malice in the play. Like it didn't look like he, like the the Sharks player, intended to do it. Like it was just two players getting like tied up. If you had called it for hooking, I would have been fine with that call. But you know. There was no call on the play at all. Yeah. Um, and then one area that I think is often overlooked um, that I just want to address real quick is Keller was number four on the most consecutive games played among active players. Uh, Keith Yando, of course, leads uh, with 989 games played. Phil Kessel, uh, current Arizona Coyote, Right there behind him, 967. Uh, next was Brent Burns, 663. And then Clayton Keller with 357 games played. Uh, it's crazy that three of the top four Ironman streaks were on the ice uh, last night in Glendale. But you know, that that's just kind of a, a quirky thing to see. But yeah, I, Keller's Ironman streak is definitely over. Um, and... Say say what you want about Ironman streaks. I I don't. Um, there's definitely things to be said about him. Uh, I believe I saw in an Elliot Freeman thirty two thoughts article um, that you know teams were kind of hesitant to to get Castle because you don't want to mess with the Ironman streak. That's such a a cool thing. You don't want to risk scratching a player like that. 
And there's kind of a reason why there's these big gaps. Like the numbers go from like 900 something to 600 down to 300 because there's so many opportunities in hockey for players to get injured. And it's just real unfortunate that, you know, Keller was the one who was injured this one. Um, and it it's really overshadowed what should have been like a really exciting, fun loss or win for the Coyotes. They broke a losing streak. You don't do that every day, but still the Coyotes just like, there's this dark cloud hanging over everything. Um, I think Bear said it best, um, you know, last night. Let me see if I can get the quote. Um, um, well, he said that we know it'll be long-term. Uh, Craig Morgan also mentioned that Phil Kessel went right to, you know, check on Keller, which is great to see. Kessel, like, is just so, like, great in what should be a year where he's kind of checked out. He is still engaged with his team. He is still, like, just a phenomenal guy in the room. You love to see that. Um, Let me see if I can find it on Jose Romero. Um... Ah, yes. Uh, So Jose Romero tweeted this out. Um, Clayton Keller is headed to the hospital for further evaluation. His parents are in town, which is just great. Uh, Bear said, we all feel for him. The game is completely irrelevant, which is true. And I think, you know, that's something that I feel. That's something that I think all the fans feel. Like, this is a win. We're not going to necessarily talk about the win because... Keller is more important. Um, I'm going to take one last break, and then I'm going to just do a little bit about what this means for the rest of the season moving forward, because it's definitely going to have a lot of implications. And we're back. Carl Pavlock with Locked On Coyotes. Uh, Again, just doing an episode by myself. Uh, It's going to be a little bit of a shorter one. Uh, Sorry, it's a little bit rambling. I'm sure you can understand why. This is definitely an episode that was done for a very specific reason, and that's highlighting a very serious injury. Um, So where do the Coyotes go from here? It's unfortunate to say that this doesn't change all that much for the Coyotes. Um, the they you know, they weren't going to make the playoffs. They are looking for you know a lottery spot. The you know losing their star player isn't going to hurt the team any more than the team was going to be hurt just you know, existing. So that's you know fine. At least it's not. You know, an ideal circumstance. It never is, but there's there's not really too much harm that's going to happen. I would say the big thing is, you know, this is going to be just another opportunity for a player to step up and show what they can do. Um, we have seen that all this season. Uh, players coming up from the Tucson Roadrunners and just you know showing that they belong in the NHL or that they belong in you know, conversations for it next year, because all these, a lot of these players are playing for, you know, not just this year, 
but next year's contract or next year's spot on the team. Um, the the team had already brought up Jan Janik, um, who played last night and had two goals. Again, great to see him getting on the scoreboard. But like something like this, they're they're probably going to have to bring up someone else, which you just have to feel for the Roadrunners. Um, they are, you know, losing a lot of their roster just because of all of the injuries. Uh, I'm looking at the the roster last night. Uh, Hayton spent significant time with the Roadrunners last year or this past year. Carconi, uh, Michelli, Jan Yannick, uh, Cam Deneen, Dyson Mayo, uh, Kolya Chanak, like all these players have been with the Roadrunners. And, you know, that's not even counting some of the injured players that have been there. JJ Mosier, um, of course, is missed the past couple games. He's currently out indefinitely. Um, Connor Timmons theoretically could have been in there. Uh, but just in terms of other players missed, that the team's missing, Christian Fisher, Jacob Chikrin, Roussel, uh, Antoine Roussel, Liam O'Brien, Andrew Ladd, and as I mentioned earlier this episode, Yashkin and Timmons, who both had lower body injuries, a lot like Kessel's, um, or at least a, seemingly a lot like Kessel's, or Keller's, sorry, not Kessel. Uh, so early. Um, so, yeah, th- this is going to be an opportunity for someone to step it up. Adverse situations like that are always an opportunity for someone. Will they be able to do it? I, I, I don't, I don't think you can replace Clayton Keller uh, for this team. I don't think you can replace what he does on the ice with, with just anyone. Uh, I don't think you can replace his offensive contributions with anyone on this team. He is truly like, the biggest piece of the Coyotes offense moving forward. And I don't think that you can replace what Clayton Keller means to the fans. Let's, let's be real. The The situation with Clayton Keller is before going into the season, he was a lightning rod for criticism because he had the team's highest contract and it didn't look like he was living up to that. Another year or older, Add some, you know, muscle to his weight. Has a new coach um, who is letting him play with Nick Schmaltz, who he has the most chemistry with consistently, and just with a different style that seems to fit him better. And he is essentially, I think, pretty much everyone's favorite player this year. He is a bright spot for most Coyotes fans. If you disagree uh and you're comfortable saying like immediately after he's hurt that that you have criticism of his game i respect that uh as long as they're valid criticisms and and you can definitely share them um but you know i i don't know too many people who are still upset with what keller is you know with keller at this point he has really turned things around in terms of his fan image and his his game and it's it's really unfortunate that the rest of the year we're not going to get to see Clayton Keller. Uh, I I hope for a a speedy recovery for 
for him and for everyone else who's hurt on the Coyotes. I, I said a lot of hurt names. And like I said, we have players like Kraus, who is also going to be out for the rest of the year. Um, Timmons, Yashkin, uh, ho- hopefully, you know, hopefully we get to see Jack McBain at some point. Uh, I think that may give fans a little bit of hope for the future, but it, it feels like the season is going to be like ending on a, a real down note, even though we are still, you know, over 10 games left. So there, there's still that a lot that needs to happen, but at this point it's just real demoralizing. Anyways, that's, that's going to do it. Uh, thank you so much uh, for listening to today's episode. Uh, as we get more information, I'm sure we will be tweeting out from the Lockdown Coyotes account. Um, any updates on Keller? Uh, you could also follow me, Carl Pavlock FFH. You can follow Five for, for Howling. Uh, I do a lot of tweeting there, and I will either be retweeting or tweeting uh, as we get more information. Uh, if you're looking for something else to watch, feel free to check out uh, the Fantasy Hockey um, show on the Locked On Network. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. Um, hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy, and do not forget to lock up or to to howl on.